there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. Today's show is an interview with guest Sharon Glassman. Now, if this show is about being positive, bringing you something positive to reset your focus on a uh, optimistic path, then this show is for you today. Uh, Sharon Glassman is a professed introvert, but I nonetheless recognize that she was a character, and I knew that bringing her on the show, she would at least deliver a fun and uh, upbeat uh, show for everybody, um, which we all need. And she did just that, but she delivered so much more. Beyond just going pretty deep into the science and then the the ideas and the motivation behind her excellent products on Smile Songs, which you're going to learn all about, she also went deep into what optimism is uh, and what happiness is, uh, introversion and how that um, ties into uh, her work and other things. And I just found the whole conversation very fascinating and it bolstered a lot of my ideas that I already had about optimism and happiness and living a good life. Um, I just, it was just such a positive experience too. So she really set me off on the right path uh, to start my day off great. And I hope she can do the same for you. So let's go right into the interview, everybody. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. In my beautiful brain, in my beautiful brain. What a beautiful brain. Love my beautiful brain. Estimate, exaggerate, integrate, fascinate, accelerate, accentuate, accommodate, accumulate, activate, advocate, abbreviate, alternate, appreciate, anticipate, associate, articulate, authenticate, collaborate, elaborate, fantasticate, navigate, deliberate, obviate, fabricate, fluctuate, imitate, educate, interpolate, cooperate, estimate, exhilarate, exonerate, exculpate, deviate, extrapolate, ideate, infatuate, commiserate. Now that's great. I love my beautiful ooh ooh ooh. 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 I love my beautiful breeze. All right, hi everybody. Welcome now to our interview. I'm with Sharon Glassman. Sharon is the designer and songwriter of a new collection of gifts that boost the spirit in fun ways. She's been breaking old rules for good reasons throughout her career. But the constant is her belief in the power of optimism to make our lives better and help us help others, too. So, Sharon, thanks very much for coming on. 
Matthew, thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to speaking with you all day. Excellent. Well, I got to tell you, Sharon, you had me at optimism. Um, I want to talk all about that. This show is called Mr. Brightside. I, I'm a proponent of what I call objective optimism. I love to talk about that idea and its applications and many other things. But first, I wonder if you can give us a brief history of who you are and what led you to the work you're doing these days. Sure. So I was trained as a journalist. And I think that goes back to just being the kind of kid who always was like, that's really neat. How does that work? What's going on with that? Um, interestingly, I was and also still am an introvert, and that made for a really interesting series of challenges. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be getting out there and getting the story. And instead, what I discovered was I was good at getting in there and getting the story. All right. And that led me down a bunch of different paths. So it, where I was supposed to, I thought, be the kind of journalist who like went to the four alarm fire and then talked to the person about what happened. And that felt terrible to me. I discovered I was really good at being the kind of person who would say, Hey, Matthew, tell me about how you met your wife. Tell me about your love story. Tell me about what you're interested in. And I first turned those into stage shows where I would interview a bunch of different people about their love stories and perform them on stage. And the idea being that people would go, Either that's inspiring or that's my story. I have a story like that. I want to tell somebody else about my love story or ask them, sort of creating a little um, undercurrent of connection. Right. From there, uh, I started adding music into my stories. I became a public radio essayist. Again, sharing stories that made people go, wow, I've always felt that too. Why did nobody say that? I feel so much better now. I'm not alone. I actually... This is kind of dorky. I sang a requiem hey, to my I Amex love dorky. card. You love dorky? Okay. So I sang a requiem to the number on my Amex card on public radio when I lost it because mm-hmm. it had been with me like forever and I loved it. <laughs> okay. So again, sort of fearlessly going into the dorky zone mm-hmm. for good reasons, to make people feel good. And that music part led me to Colorado where I became a performing songwriter. And that's where all these kind of wacky, seemingly disparate pieces come together. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a live show and someone came up to me and said, your songs make me feel so good. I love hearing them, but I also love something about what I'm seeing. Okay. And they planted the seed in my idea of, could there be a way to let folks have something in their life that they could see and hear the music at the same time that was different than a music video, mm-hmm. that was different than a CD cover? Mm-hmm. And I started playing around with the idea of things that sing. Mm -hmm. Things that make you feel good because of the colors on them, because of the messages they say. Mm -hmm. Going back to that stage idea of seeing someone perform and feeling like that's my story too. And it took a little while. I thought I was going to be making music boxes initially. Right. Uh, And then I came up with, the understanding that music boxes only exist in the way that we think of them with the gears inside, you know, Um, because they were made in a mechanical age and when to make things happen, you needed gears. Right. Right. I got, I get where this is. Okay. Right. Right. Because I'm aware of what your, your, your work is, your gifts are and and all this. So this is okay. This is, I see. Go on, please. (laughs) But you get where, so it was kind of like that aha moment where I, I was making myself crazy. I was like, 
called a friend who was a woodworker and I was like going to source little mechanical pieces and blah, blah, blah. and all of a sudden, uh, well, actually I owe it to a really good friend of mine from Maine near Canada, uh, who's in Colorado. And she said, um, I love your music. I love your design. I gotta be honest. I'm not a fan of wooden boxes. Like that's not me. And I said, Oh, right. I want to be working for people and, and of service to people, not like hitting them overhead. With, yeah, here's my thing that I want you to have, right? It's Because it fits, because it's the only way I know how to do it. It has right, to be this, right. when I'm hearing this. And that's where I went, oh, right. We're, and you know where I'm going. We're in a digital era. We have QR codes. Um, they have somewhat of a mixed reputation, but they're enormously powerful. Visually, I think they, some people don't think they're so cute although they mm -hmm. can be. And so I started creating art prints with cute uh, digital uh, QR codes on them that would let you make these pieces of art sing. Mm -hmm. And that's where Smile Songs got started and it's grown from there. And now there's t-shirts and stickers and all that groovy stuff. But that's sort of the crazy journey of um, being sort of a round peg in a square hole as an introvert, wanting to be a storyteller journalist to being where I am now, which is, oh, wow. This is kind of great, and it makes people really happy. So, yay! <laughs> All right. Well, and I, I've been—I looked through obviously a bit of it, and it just looks like a lot of fun. And and um, and obviously, you can tell us more about how people actually who are using them react to them as we go on here. Um, I'll uh, let me. Um, Maybe I'll bring everything as I was going to direct it all into smile songs and the end we'll, we'll, we'll go through what it, what it is and how it's can, people can use it and all that stuff. Uh, maybe yeah. first we'll go into some of your, uh, how you think about certain things. Cause I'm really curious to see how you think about optimism and happiness and other things like that. So on optimism, what is optimism to you and why does that matter? I think it, it really matters a lot because time ticks on no matter how we're interacting with mm -hmm. the world. And there's two points of view. There's sort of the upward looking, what is the best, most optimal mm -hmm. possibility. And then there's pessimism and looking down and seeing all the hardship. It seems pretty natural that the one that's going to empower us is looking up and moving forward. So I think optimism is the chance and the choice, even when things are really tough, to say there is a best possibility and I'm going to find it. And if I can't find it, maybe I'm going to need to make it. And boy, that's pretty empowering stuff. Well, I, I think so. And that sounds very in line with what, where I'm at. And I'm, that's what I'm curious. I want to see how other people are coming at this concept and see if I can empower, you know, bol bolster my own conception of it. Um, there's obviously everybody knows the half glass, uh, full half glass, empty person. Now the people who are half glass empty, the pessimist, is there some kind of way we can, they can change their mindset naturally or what does it take to change the mindset? Let's start with how amazing the glass is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've got this glass. Wow. I mean, you know, I, I, I know people out there might be going like, oh, she is really, but think about it. You've got a glass that's holding water. First of all, we have water, which is one of the most amazing substances on the planet grows things replenishes us we're mostly water ourselves so i think if we take a step back looking at it in, in a life situation from the problem to where do i need to go to find out my starting point which is incredible i'm alive pretty amazing you're singing it come on you're singing, you're singing my singing song well it but, is. you're singing my song but but it, i think people need to hear this i mean it can't just be just from me all the time Right? Yeah, it's, 
I think also, and I'm, I imagine you can relate, for those of us who have gone through hard times, mm -hmm. I think that's probably everybody. Indeed. You come out of that, or at least I came out of experiences in my life saying, wow, there were two ways that I could have gone in that direction. And as a younger person, I think I went for the, something tragic happened to me. That's the end of my story. I was like 20 when it happened. I was like, I'm done. That's it. Wow. I am officially that person who had that thing happen to them. And over time, you see small signs and it can be anything. I'm a big fan of leaves rustling in the wind. It's just my, my, it's my jam. It makes me super happy. Okay. Uh, little pieces of beauty that happen. And you start thinking, well, how can that happen if everything's so terrible? It's not really working with my narrative that things are tragic because mm -hmm. there's, and it's an, I think it's an and situation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that resonates with you. So well, in improv, I'm oh, sorry. So do you ever take an improv class? Uh, no, I don't think They're so. They're kind of scared. I right. think, so, I mean, in class, maybe we've done some kind of exercises like that, but not in a formal way, I don't think. They're really helpful. They can be sort of awkward. But the number one rule of taking an improv class and working with somebody else or a situation, unexpected situation, is you say yes and. Okay. So if somebody says, there's an elephant standing on my toe, you say yes and if I just move over here, everything, you know, it won't be on my toe. Or yes and there's a ladder I can climb up. Yes mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. Because if you say no but, everything, all the motion, all the forward motion stops. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So Feel that. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. When you were saying about the half, you know, let's look at the glass first. That's what I say too. Like the, ha the glass half empty. I kind of say that that empty space isn't an actual fact because what if the glass were this small and it's full, you know, like we, the water's there. You look at the water, appreciate the water. It doesn't matter. You know, this is, you mentioned a starting point. That's your starting point. You have water now build it. It's not about focusing on what's maybe not there, what other people have, what's what you don't have and what's not, hypothetically could could be there and probably isn't. So it's just, it's totally a, irrational in that view. It's not objective to say it's half full, right? Because well, what? A, why is the glass so big? In your view, why are you why are you trying to make it that big and be, think you have to have this? It's like, appreciate this. So I, I was hearing that from the beginning and uh, and I like how, how you built on it. Um, how has being an optimist helped you deal with life's challenges then, would you say? I think it comes back to that natural point of view. And I feel fortunate that I think my wiring is kind of naturally optimistic. Mm -hmm. So again, going through tough times or, or questioning times or confusing times, there was always a reason there was something that made me smile or something that I just found incredibly beautiful or delightful. And whether that was a song on the radio, whether that was going back to my rustling leaves, whether that was, uh, a little flower coming up in the spring, whether it was a piece of chocolate, whether that was, you know, something delightful or delicious, there was always that reminder that the picture was not entirely bleak if it felt bleak or entirely hopeless if it felt hopeless. It was like, yeah, this feels pretty hopeless. And, ooh, look at that. <laughs> like the shiny crow syndrome. Like, ooh, look, that's pretty cool. Oh, it's no, it's not. Wait. <laughs> so there's that, a symphony of input. And a lot of it was good and is good. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, now, here's a question. What is the most positively powerful word you know? I thought that's an interesting question. I think it's going back to that and idea. And. Um, right, and. So I can't do this yet. And I'm going to take a class so I can learn how to do this thing. Or 
I don't know what the answer is. And I'm going to ask a friend. Okay. So not making the possibly negative feeling end point, the end point, but opening right. it up with the end. Right. Opening up. I can hear that now even more than your first example, just having a second uh, shot of it. Like if I say, but then it's, it's almost, that's a contrast to whatever is good, but there's this and this, and then you're opening up to go negative. Right? Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and opens up to something more positive. Yep. Yeah. And it also, um, I was thinking about talking with you and I was thinking about there's never been a better time to find out why bet MGM is the king of sports books. Download the bet MGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code champion 200. When you make your first bet, sign up now and discover bet MGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code champion. 200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. It's some vowels are like more happiness creating than others. So like, and you kind of smile, right? Like, ah, you open your mouth okay. and, uh-huh. but, but you're like, uh, you know, closing uh, it down. Uh, but, uh, so although I'm making that up now, I kind of think it works where mm-hmm. you're like, it just is, a, it feels more uplifting and a little bit more hopeful that you might be able to find more stuff with the ands. And I think it also makes you think of possibilities, right? And mm-hmm. what now? Huh? That's right. And, and then you can kind of brainstorm with yourself. Find some okay. stuff. I wonder too, if you, if you go back in the etymology, some words might've been derived because of that. This, this is associated with something positive. So they had a more, you know, I mean, that's just, again, just really stretching here, but it may, it may be, it may not be a coincidence is all I'm saying. I, um, am, I, I we should look into that. I like it. The etymology yeah. of happiness, optimism. Okay. So, um, in one of our exchanges, you said most of us would like to be more optimistic, but our human brains are hardwired from cave days to resist. So I, I, could you elaborate on that, please? I'm really trying to understand pessimism. Well, let's look at fight or flight. Okay. So you're a cave person living in your cave. And if nothing's happening, you're pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Assuming you're in your cave and everything's pretty safe at that moment. If something happens, that's a change. It's a good chance, like saber-toothed tiger. Uh, something's going to eat, eat you. That's kind of where the human brain is hardwired. Is it going to eat me? And if you're a cave person, the answer, much more than now, is yes, you got to run. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we are instinctively wired to fear change. 
And right. it's down in the lowest part of the brain. I mean, the higher parts of the brain would be like, mm, not a lot of saber-toothed tigers here in, in the suburbs, but the brain doesn't know that. So the brain will right. take stimuli that might actually be leading us towards something great and come up with that response of, no, no, shut it down, go the opposite way, run, 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 it's going to eat you. Right. Change means probably negative change. Some, we, we're in a good state right now and change is not comfortable anymore. It's going to be right. bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Run for your life, run for your life, as opposed to stay a second and evaluate. Because again, going back to the roots of where that wiring happened, if you stood for a second and evaluated, you got eaten by the tiger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So that's the fight or flight. Right. And now we have the time to take, take a moment and think about it. And, you know, but we're still, the hard wiring is just putting, giving us emotions. Is that what you're saying? That are hard to fight. Yeah. And, and also just like um, cortisol responses, right? So they're physiological responses. So before you can even have the thought many times, your body has already taken the next step. You're in that like panic mode and that avoidance and the shutdown mode. And, and there's a whole uh, cascade of things that happen where your breathing gets faster, your heartbeat gets faster, your breathing gets shallower, you know, your digestion shuts down. Your body is really in that like, if I can only make it out of this, then I'll try and recover. Except that in the modern world, when we make it out of it, if it's, I don't, let's imagine a meeting, a corporate meeting where you're put on the spot and you have that response. There's not really a lot of time to recover. You're there, right? You're supposed to be doing something and you've kind of lost the moment. So yeah, that's where the humans not being hardwired necessarily for optimism and change, but more to protection and flight mm -hmm. can kind of happen. I think there's a parallel to the optimist pessimist thing in there. It may not be a thousand percent, but I, I really feel that there's a relationship. All right. And you mentioned cortisol there. And I'm, these days I'm really interested in hormones or I'm learning a lot about how hormones affect pretty much everything. And, uh, and I'm really um, paying a lot of attention to how what we consume uh, as far as nutrition affects our hormones and, and diet and all that, but also uh, really, you know, sleep and stress and, um, and our mindset, how it affects our hormones, which then just kind of become our reality, our automatic or emotional reality. Like I want to affect that by thinking about how, I, how can I make my hormones work for me and, instead of against me, right? And, you know, so when you mentioned that, I was like, oh my, hormones again, it's all coming up. It keeps coming up. So yeah, yeah. Um, I've got uh, in, this, in a, this same exchange, I think you said, some, so sometimes trying to feel positive feels hard, like training for a marathon. And then you said that, but if you put broccoli inside a macaroni and cheese and kids eat their veggies and you say we can do the similar thing with happy colors, music and laughter, they naturally make us feel more optimistic. Can you, you know, explain that further, please? Sure. So you were just talking about like, oh, I want my hormones to work better for me. And then you were talking about eating. And I immediately pictured a bowl of like um, complex carbohydrates and leafy greens and all the good stuff. And that's great. And I like to eat that stuff too. Me too. But there's also, right? You do too. But oh, yeah. So delicious. yeah, but delicious, right? We also like things to be delicious. And that's where the idea of, you know, there might be some days that you hide that broccoli and the mac and cheese and it's yummy. You kind of fool your brain. You're like, oh, you think this is very delicious. And yet it's having a salutary effect. Mm -hmm. There's things like color psychology and uh, neuropsychology and the science of happiness, all these kind of things that come together that point out that we can get that endorphin feeling that that optimistic feeling through things like the color yellow yep. um like things and i'll get back to this probably with you later saying the a yellow orchid you. for you today 
it's, I noticed that, I know my eye went right to it. And I bet people were watching that are looking at the orchid and then they go right back to you smiling, like orchid smile. Does it make you happy that, that flower? Yeah, sure. That's what we, we almost always have an orchid going in our house. Yeah. Make sure we get and different flowers too. But uh, when this one's gone, we'll be certainly get another one. Yeah. And so the growing things, living things, again, our brains pick up cues from that yellow sunshine, growing flowers, a little bit of excitement. Um, you know, it might come in mixed with, there are things that you know are yellow that are a little bit more high um, stress, like, oh, there's a bee, which are cute, but you know, you might want to stay away from, but your energy is going up. Mm-hmm. Um, again, words that make us feel good. Uh, hello, thank you. Um, and music, which one thing I love about studies of music, there's something called the heartbeat rhythm. Mm-hmm. And if you hear a song that is sort of um, mixed and mastered to a speed that is in sync with the heartbeat that we have when we're either in being in love or in the womb, mm-hmm. our hearts line up with that. Okay. And so your heart, go, heart pace goes right back to that feeling you do when you're seeing your wife or... Um, holding a baby or holding a kitten. It just helps you get to that place. So all of these are natural happiness boosters. Mm-hmm. And I think happiness and optimism are, are they're not, they're sisters. They're really yes. Funny. Okay. I want to get to happiness in a minute. As far as this thing, do you mean more of like, if I'm starting from a kind of a regular life and then I kind of injected with a bit of yellow around me, some songs, certain things, but I don't mean, not when you're like in a mood or something though. Is that's not what you mean? Like you I, could also you could do it to shift your mood if you were in a yucky mood, like if you were really stressed out, you could absolutely do. It. And I imagine you know you, you come home and you're like, I'm going to put on my favorite song. And there's a couple ways that can go. Obviously, you can put on your your loudest, most heavy metal sounding song and like thrash around and work it out that way. You know, get your change your mood that way. But if you want to sort of elevate and calm down and also feel more uplifted then we're probably talking about music in the heartbeat rhythm range, Mm -hmm. which tells your heart everything's okay. And when your heartbeat calms, your breathing calms. And when your breathing calms, it's like meditation, right? Your brain calms. And so at that point, you're able to make different decisions, stop thinking a little bit, see things in a new way. And yeah, if the rooms, uh, the walls of your room are painted a color that is, soothing or happy or more uplifting, then that's going to help too. So it's almost like making your recipe for your body and your mind to come to a better place. Yes. Right. Yeah. I was thinking in, in, in that way that I, that you can, your space can affect you and, and all, and the sound, the things you choose. But I was just wondering, I was kind of distinguishing from being on the way towards that mood and okay, I want to bring myself back down, blah, 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 rather than really being in a depressed mood and something. I feel like if someone tries to come in with, Hey, cheer up and be, I want to punch the person in the face be more than I want to say I'm injected with your optimism. Now it's not the time. So I get, I was just distinguishing from that scenario to yeah. starting from somewhat regular life. Yeah. And I think you bring up a really interesting point. And, and I, I think punch you, people in the face. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I think, I think there's a stereotype and it's excellent that we're talking about it, about things that are uplifting or optimistic, that they're going to be like Doris Day in a musical, which makes me want to run yes. from the room. Cause that's, 
that's like lecturing. That's like telling and not showing or allowing people to feel. I think there's another level where there are messages that you might want to be hearing in a non-obnoxious way, in a genuine way that respect who you are and make you feel seen. I think that's the difference. I think someone coming at you and being like, Hey Matt, you know, you look really down. How about, you know, that's the punch in the face thing, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But if there are stimuli that make you feel understood, seen and appreciated for who you are and what you're going through, that's a relationship and it's a respectful relationship and that opens space for possibly your mood to shift. Maybe not now, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you need to sit with that other thing for a while, but recognizes who you are and validates that and then uh, makes it it gentler, makes the, the experience gentler. All right. Got it. All right. So I want to get into this idea of introversion. It's some a bit of a theme with you. I'm just curious, what is an introvert in your view, first of all? It's a neurobiological uh, way of experiencing the world. Mm-hmm. So introverts tend to see, hear, feel things uh, quite deeply and process them a little bit slowlier Slowlier? I just said that. Slowly. Yeah, it's, yes. It's cool. I like it. Slowly. More slowly. Slow. They do things slow. And then uh, we need some time to recharge. Yeah. So going back to my favorite leaf blowing in the breeze scenario, mm-hmm. which actually is a way that I start the day out here a lot. There's Our neighbor has this awesome tree that somehow picks up the wind. I go out early in the morning to get the newspaper and the leaves are going like this and I'm doing my little tree pose out there because mm-hmm. no one can see me. And um, <laughs> Right? And again, back to the dork, the dork um, line in the story. Loving it. Keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. So I come back inside, but I am one happy camper, right? And I've, at that point, seen something beautiful, heard something amazing, the rustle of the leaves, the feeling of the ground underfoot. I had this exultant moment looking at the mountains. I've come back inside. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm pretty full. Like my brain. Mm-hmm is pretty full and I'll read the newspaper and then sort of like, you know, whatever. Um, it's an experience and it's great and it's pretty deep, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And so by four o'clock in the afternoon, like my little engine has been revved up and then needs to like watch some really bad TV for a few hours before I do anything else. Like I just, mm-hmm. I have these periods where I just need to shut out the world mm-hmm. um, or going out and I perform a live show and I put all my energies out there and it's delightful and I love every moment of it. I have great conversations with people. The next day, I'm home in my jammies reading a book mm-hmm. to rebalance re- yeah. that situation. And that's kind of an introvert hallmark is um, after a lot of output, we need some time to recharge. And I think that's different from people who get excited by those social interactions and then want to even do more. Keep it up. Yeah, right. I see. All right. Um, so um, and why the emphasis on introverts in your work? It seems like you kind of cater to introverts a lot. Is just just because, hey, you're an introvert? That's what you know? Or why? It was actually a direction that I was taken toward. Uh, I didn't see it happening. It happened and I followed it, which was kind of cool. Okay. I didn't know the word introvert until about 2012. I read a great book by Susan Cain. And if any of your listeners are out there, quiet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a great book that, uh, that really lays out how introvert brains work, how introverts function in 
society and families and professions, how we're wired a little bit differently. And I sort of kept it as my secret because I was like, well, nobody really wants to talk about this. And then I would sort of mention it and people would say, me too, me too. I'm, I'm so glad you said that. This really, yes, and this song and this thing. And, and someone just finally said to me, you know, you're really creating gifts for introverts. Um, and boy, that's a group of people that would appreciate you stepping out there and celebrating who they are. And that pivoted what I'm doing. And really there are things on the site for kind hearted people of all kinds, mm -hmm. but it's kind of, I'm kind of stepping out there and waving the any flag and saying, okay, you're safe here. All it's good. All right. Okay. That sounds good. Then that's, uh, this is all great. Okay. Um, now, you kind of said this, I think, at the start, but I'll ask you again anyway to, to elaborate maybe. You're a public performer and an introvert. How do those jive? Very well, <laughs> in the sense that the looking at the leaves, kind of feeling the ground underfoot, I have a similar sensitivity to people and their moods and the reactions and their emotions. And so that makes me as a live performer, someone who is very attuned, no pun intended, although I'm not, not averse to puns. No. Um, but uh, very attuned to my audience and therefore can connect and offer connection and make people really feel seen. Again, this is kind of a through line for me and everything I'm doing is mm -hmm. making people feel seen and appreciated and loved, especially in situations where we feel like we're the only one who's ever felt like this or been like this, which is such a lonely place. Sure. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Duncan. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. And not necessarily a true place. No. It just takes right. someone to reach out, right? So that is where the introversion is a bonus as a performer, where the introversion then again has its demands, which I kind of mentioned to you a little bit earlier, is in the recuperation time for me. Um, okay. Yeah. So I was, I was once in a country duo where, with an extrovert, and he would say at the end, and now let's get out there and go. And I would say, home? And you'd be like, no, no, I want to go to like the superstore and like go buy stuff. And I was like, that's awesome. I realize I'm driving, so I'll settle. We'll go to like the Walgreens and you can go get some, I don't know, potato chips and then we'll go home. But I cannot, like, you know, I'm done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's great. I, I was when thinking about that. I it occurred to me as some comedians I hear say the same thing. Like they're like they call themselves introverts, and the only place they feel comfortable is on the stage. And then socially, they're not feeling so good. They want to get out. And I wonder too if, if a lot of it has to. That's why they become good comedians because they spend a lot of time thinking about things deeply and writing out jokes. You know, the good ones who do write. Yeah. I mean, so I, I can just see I can see how this how this works. Right? Why introversion does lead to good public performances and you know, good content, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah. Now about happiness. Uh, what does happiness look like if you were? Happiness. Wow, that's a great question. I think happy, I want to say yellow again. I'm really into yellow these days. Um, yeah. If it had color, I think would probably be happy. Happiness would be yellow. But I think happiness in our lives, 
do you know, um, there's a psychologist and I never remember his name who studied work and he talks about flow, the idea of flow. Uh, I've, I've heard about flow very recently in the last couple of years and I can't get the guy's name right now either. Okay. So. That guy. If you're listening, look up that guy, the flow guy, flow. Uh, psychology of work. I think that's happiness. So where you are yes. doing things with full on passion, time goes by, it's, it's effortless. It's almost like you're adding on to what you've just done a minute ago with what you're thinking right now. And you're in, in your, it's like being in the zone, right? Being in your space, being in your happy place. Actually, my mm-hmm. new collection is called happy place. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that it's, um, yeah, I think it's being in your happy place. It is. Okay. Well, you got me in some flow right now, Sharon. I'm feeling just enjoying this. I don't need to be anywhere else. I'm not looking forward to anything later, earlier. I'm just enjoying myself. We're in flow. Yeah. Thank you for this. Um, what are three tips you'd give to listeners looking to find happy reminders around them in their daily life? Because we talked, you know, that can help boost you if you have reminders around. Yeah. What do you got? I would say look down, look up. And, you know, I'm not actually look in the mirror. So, I used to live in Brooklyn and one of the most incredible things to me about New York city was if you looked at the sidewalk, there were these little pieces, I guess it was mica. I mean, it was just these little pieces of stuff that would glitter like in what you thought was the most basic element of your life, a a city sidewalk, like what could be more kind of maybe yucky even like Mm -hmm. ugly. Um, so I would say looking down, you'd be surprised. There's always a surprise, right? You look down, um, you look up, here we've got insanely beautiful clouds that do crazy things that I've never seen clouds do before, but you'll discover something. I think it's really about discovering within the place that you are in that there are beautiful, miraculous things going on every second. And then I think if you can look in the mirror and sort of go, Oh, right. I'm part of that picture too. It takes a little bit of effort, but it's pretty exciting stuff. Wow. I really like this. And I think you're, you're saying, look at it with an optimistic perspective. Are you not? Look yes, down, absolutely. see see what's there in reality, in reality, and what's there, not make it up, but see what in reality is there that's beautiful and up there. And there's plenty when you really think about it and you're looking for it, you can see plenty that's out there. And then look in yourself in the mirror. I love that last piece, uh, you know, more than anything, really, because, you know, we're a part of it. We, I, I have the capacity to enjoy this. I'm here. And um, ah. I love it now. Uh, you're a big fan of the word thank you, you said. So why, why are they so important in terms of sharing happiness? Thank you. Thank you. See, that just made me feel so good. I, I, when you said that, I was like, oh my God, thank you, Matthew. Um, there's a psychologist of happiness called Martin Seligman. I think he's okay. attached to the University of Pennsylvania. All right. He actually did a study. And we're back to endorphins again. We're back to hormones. And he discovered that saying thank you raises the endorphins of the person who is being thanked, which makes sense but also the person who's saying thank you. Mm-hmm. It's just a physiological fact. I don't know if he's gone into exactly why that happens, but I do know that it's true. I think if you walked up to, and again, to your listeners, walk up to anybody in your life today and just say, you know, Matthew, thank you. Mm-hmm. See, you smiled. Uh-huh. So, I do. And, and I'm smiling. Yeah. There's something about, again, this idea of being seen and recognize, and I think saying the things that we feel, but either don't have the time to say in the course of an average day, feel it's kind of uncomfortably something to say, like kind of tricky. I have found 
listening to people and then working with these messages and putting them onto pieces of art and into songs that people respond by saying, I've, I've always felt that was true. Or, I always wanted to say that. Or, I always wish somebody would recognize that about me. And now it's happening. And wow, it's happened. That was the missing piece was hearing it out loud or seeing it in print. Okay. All right, then. Uh, how about this? What do you appreciate in your own life? Appreciation is a big thing with me. I mean, gratitude is one. Uh, Appreciation is a bit of a different concept for me, but it's, it's very much appreciating what's going on. So um, what do you appreciate in your life? Wow, time and space. Um, again, I live in Colorado now, and I moved here from Brooklyn. I've been in Brooklyn for many years, and I loved Brooklyn until the day I decided to move. Mm-hmm. And once I left and moved to a place with open space, and we do physically have you know, protected open spaces nearby, yeah. um, seeing mountains, seeing uh, sunshine outside my window, mm-hmm. seeing trees. Um, I kind of wake up in this space of appreciation every day. I put my feet on the floor. Uh, we have a 16-year-old dog. She's just been through some health stuff, and she's getting – she's better. Not where there was some wood. Where, uh-huh. Listening, I don't have any wood here. It's all laminate, but not laminate. Um Appreciating that, seeing that change of, you know, being super, super close to us, having troubling times, and then having people in our environment that helped us help her, you know, their genius. I, I could bore you to tears, but there's a lot. There's really a lot. Well, it wouldn't be boring to me. I mean, hearing people, you know, share what they appreciate in their life, what's positive. I mean, I don't know how that would be boring, but I don't know. No, anyway. I just thought I, it would be like after the first seven or eight Oh, I see. You mean you could just go on and name things. I, I say, like I get it. For, yeah, and I'd be like, and then there's like the spoon in the drawer. And you'd be like, all right, all right, I get it. It's not like, yes, yeah. right. I get that in my house, yeah. Like my wife <laughs> My wife said to me eventually, she goes, why don't you tell me what you don't like? That's what she said to me in, in reality often. <laughs> so um, I wonder, now, does make you mentioned here like – you believe in the power of optimism to make our own lives better and help us help others too. So does uh, making our own lives better help other people? Do you think? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I think the way that I was thinking of it. Okay. No, but I'm now I'm thinking I'm going to maybe circle back to that. That's an interesting question. I think, I think, well, I, I, no, I'm going to agree with you in that, that being optimistic empowers you. Right. So you've got more energy to do things. And if you're doing positive things, probably more energy to involve other people in them. How's that? That's part of it. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, uh, why don't you tell yeah. me how, how you were thinking of it when you said that then? How were you thinking well, of it when was, you said it? Help us help others too. Sure. So I come from a not very religious, but Jewish family. So I grew up with Christmas envy, like big time, like big time Christmas envy. I just knew Christmas was like the best thing that was ever invented. Christmas, my favorite. Right? So, and over the years I kept trying. No, it's just like the season and the giving and the gifting and, but somehow it was technically like, Ooh, we're not really supposed to do that because whatever. But so, (laughs) and this is a, a true story, obviously, but so over the years I kept trying to like find my way into Christmas. Like I, I dated a guy from a really religious Catholic family and I was psyched we were going to get to Christmas and then he got the flu and that, that didn't work. And I went to Italy one year and thought, 
okay, I'm going to like, I'm so close to Rome. We're going to get to Christmas. And my friends were like, oh, we're not doing that. Let's go out for ice cream. I was like, oh, come on. There's got to be a way that this thing is going to happen, right? And what I discovered living in New York City at the time, there was this amazing postal program called Operation Mm -hmm. Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. where you could go down to the main post office in Manhattan, which is this beautiful, I don't know what style of architecture it is, but August, let's just call it like fan, you know, very regal kind of building. And they would collect letters that were sent to Santa from kids and families who needed help at the holidays. And strangers who were like fighting each other over a cab outside the post office would walk in and become the nicest people you'd ever seen. And they would take these letters, right? And they would go and they would buy beds for people. They would buy food for people. They would do all these things. And there were more letters at the time than there were people to answer them. And so I thought, okay. First, I had done the process myself and um, thought it was amazing. And then I thought, okay, introvert, listener, performer, talker, maybe I can be of some use here. And I guess that's the point is that this program lifted my spirit, maybe a total holiday optimist where I'd been before sort of like a, oh, it's never going to work for, for me. Uh, into someone who I would do these uh, love Santa parties and go around to companies and strangers' homes and tell this story. It was a little bit of a shaggy dog story with an agenda about how I got everything wrong when I answered my letters. And yet it turned out to be okay. And it's really about giving. And then people would say, well, I want to answer a letter too. And I'd be like, oh, that's interesting because I just happen to have a bag of letters here from the post office. And so more people were able to get involved And it wasn't so much about me. It was about the optimism that they felt hearing a story about what what was possible and the opportunity presenting itself in a place that made it easy to say yes. Right. Okay. That makes sense? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I got a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, and I think I'm taking out parts because I'm trying to listen to myself as I listen to you and come back. But uh, but some of the things I, I heard in that too were about the mood of Christmas. You said people were fighting each other in a cab and then they would get in and then change their whole mind and be wanting to do a bunch of things for people. This is the mood I try to express to people when I talk about Christmas. I have a, I did it for the first time this uh, university semester. I did a unit uh, in my English conversation class. We talk about whatever I want. And I presented Christmas to my Korean students because it's, it's getting popular here, but it, they don't know what it is to have grown up with Christmas. And I yeah. shared the whole thing and it was quite a popular unit. And I just, one of the things I say about it is that I love the whole mood. It's not just a day. It's a whole season where people are just, there's a overflow of goodwill. You walk into a, a convenience store and it's like, Merry Christmas. It's not just, Oh, thanks. It's just you Merry, Merry Christmas. And you feel good walking around Brooklyn. You probably walk around the streets and people just feel happier. So that's the kind of thing that permeates the whole thing. So uh, the whole mood of Christmas is why I love it so much. So it's a very optimistic ho- holiday in my view. Um, yeah. But I know that didn't address all the things you were saying there. Um, yeah. And very often I hear, I hear back a lot of this stuff when I uh, edit the thing. I hear a lot more of what the guest has, was saying while I'm thinking through uh, here. So um, just like the listeners are going to get uh, the first time they hear. Hey, should I turn on the light? My son is going down and I'm looking at myself on the screen and I look awfully great. Yeah, get to, get some brightness going on here. I mean, you've been... Ooh, now yeah. it's... Ooh, my, my, my forehead is shiny. Uh, it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, my forehead's always shining on this thing. So anyway, yeah, no, it looks good. Perfect. Okay, good. Um, all right, so now we're into Smile Songs, uh, back to Smile Songs. You did mention a lot of what it was about. Um now, you, you did mention you're a gift designer who loves science. So how did you sneak some science into your products? I guess that's the cute PR, but what 
What do you mean? No, by I, that? I actually, I just said that to you for the first time, but, um, okay. Yeah. I, I, well, there's the use of the, of the technology, right? Yes. So that's the, the QR and learning how to sort of make those work and design with them has been a little bit of the science. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of the science of, of color theory has been really important. So things aren't just, like, I like purple, so my whole collection is going to be purple polka dots. It's really thinking about which are the colors that are uplifting for people, uh, what are the messages that people want to hear, and looking at things like the positive psychology that we mentioned earlier with Martin Seligman about there is a reason that there are thank you prints in this collection, and there are reasons that they're being offered as gifts that you can give to other people because they really do do something to change people's mood. Right. Okay. That's the sign. That makes a lot more sense. It's like the psychology, the colors, the, you know, the color, uh, whatever you, what did you call it? Color psychology? No. What yeah, was it? color psychology. Whatever. Psychology. And all that yeah. stuff, that's the science you're injecting. So you're really saying, how can I apply what people are finding out in various fields to create the best product? Yeah. Wow. Sounds perfect. All right. Um, what is it about science that you love? Like, how did you develop your love of science? Originally, by being what? bad at it, Matthew, by being very, very bad at it. Okay. And then <laughs> um, that, it, yeah. It just led you to say, I, I want to, I should think more about this. Well, not- well, so I got a C in physics in high school in 10th grade. And I actually had a minor car accident trying to do, do you ever do the exercise where you have to map the waves, how the waves over overlap each other in a little yes. diagram? Yes. I yeah. was not good at that. I wasn't good at that either. Uh, but, and, and. Yeah. I was very curious about the world and loved read. I love to read. So I loved reading about science in the same way that I love watching movies where people ski down impossibly difficult slopes. Like, I'm not going to do it, but boy, I love watching this and learning about them and their mm-hmm. stories behind. So I started reading about physicists like Richard Feynman, mm-hmm. who is a very colorful character. I don't know if you've read any of his Oh, oh, you'll have so much fun. Um, what's it? I can't be Mr. D- Dr. Feynman. There's one with like, you know, that that's impossible. He was okay. a uh, conga bongo drum playing mm-hmm. tube and throat singing physicist. He worked on the Manhattan project. We're going way back, but his yeah, life right. story was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And from there it was sort of like, well, that's really cool. And then there was this guy named Paul Erdos who was this, brilliant mathematician who never had a home who lived on everybody's couch the, the stories of all these people became really fascinating to me and i am um, that's my doggy yeah you want to say hi yeah you can say hi there's brighten hi. everybody's day this is bb the bijan say Did hi bb the bijan hi bb this is Uncle Matthew. He's in South Hi, Korea. baby. How's it going? Well, we've got a surprise guest. This is very exciting. This is the first on Mr. Brightside. Surprise yeah, guest, bb Say hi. She says hi. Hi um, there, hun. All right. So, um, yeah, so all these Dog lovers were, and cat lovers up in this house, so. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, they're the best. But, um, yeah, so books about science, stories about scientists. I actually ended up doing a solo show about the first uh, female uh, professor of physics in Europe. It's a woman named mm-hmm. Laura Bossi in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Um, that was amazing. So it's really just about asking like, or being open to finding out why, what's going on, what, That's, how have these people done stuff? Isn't that the question of science? Why? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the science of optimism too. We want us to ask why, what, what, what makes 
optimal results in every area of my life, including happiness. So I want to know why and then enact those causes and live the best life I can. That's science. I'm telling you, that's why it's objective optimism. It's science, baby. I love wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't but, leave uh, um, one of your products is a personal bravery certificate. What's that all about? <laughs> Getting back to that idea. Well, there's two things. One is a little bit about the science. Yeah. And the science of this is that you cannot be laughing and be scared at the same time. I mean, you could be laughing on a roller coaster and like, you know, just kind of screaming in a giddy way, but you can't be delighted laughing, like laughing from delight and scared at the same time. It just doesn't, your brain can't do it. Yep. So if there's something that is scary to you and you choose to lighten and brighten and, and have a good laugh and delight and also know you're not alone, that shifts your relationship to the scary thing. So if you're, um, it was funny, I, I did a little concert in a, a yoga studio where I played this song and I asked everyone what they were scared of. And the owner who was, an, uh, actually who lived in South Korea for many years with okay. her husband, um, it's a little side fact, um, and is a rock climber and an, and an athlete and probably a triathlete is scared of goats. So she confessed that she was scared of goats. Yeah. Um, and we sang I a think. song and she, yeah, and she was like, you know, now I'm in a really good mood. So by celebrating the thing that we assume is supposed to bring us down, it's the optimism, pessimism, pessimism thing again. Mm -hmm. We're taking the optimistic path, which is, you know what? I did the thing I'm scared to do. That's something worth celebrating. Let me take sure. that emotional place as opposed to, boy, that was scary. Like, I did that. Mm -hmm. It's pretty I, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you laugh in the face of evil, I guess, is something either either that or related to that anyway. Danger. You know? Yeah. Yes. Laugh in the face of danger, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have a favorite smile song or a smile song lyric? Oh, wow. Throwing it on you. Sorry. That's okay. I love that. You're beautiful with a Y-O-U mm -hmm. is one that... I really believe and love and pe people really love as well. Um, and there's a lyric in that song that says, it's not how you look, it's how you see it. It's not okay. where you go, it's how you heal it. Okay. Um, you're beautiful with the wife. Break that down, what that means to you. What Can you just give us a little bit more? Because I didn't di digest it all. Sure. So it's not how you look. So are you a supermodel? It's how you see it. Okay. It's how you see yourself. It's how you see the world. What matters is your viewpoints, your, your opinions, your, your mind. It's not the exterior stuff. Okay. Um, um, and, it's, and it's not where you go. It's not like, did you get into the club behind the velvet rope? It's how you heal the world, how to, how, the good things that you do. So it's who, who you are and what you do is much more important than yes. the exterior package or the... Um, your, your fabulousness. You're like, you know, yeah. Oh, I'm a hundred percent behind that, behind that idea. All right, then. Um, I guess then I've, you know, would you, do you want to sing us a song or do you want to go, go with that today or what? Are you up for it? Yeah. yeah let's see. Um, well, I can, I'll sing you a little bit of that. And then, um, Why not? Just That's... the music. Yeah. It's, um, he it goes, it's not how you look. It's how you see it, it's not where you go. It's how you heal it, it's not what you got. 
It's how you mean it. You're beautiful with the Y-O-U. All right. And if you, so if somebody would hear that, what kind of, it would, would you put that on, on almost all products? You could get any of your products with that song or do some songs go with certain products? Like if um, I was going to buy a, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. No, finish your sentence. I'm sorry. I cut you off. And I oh, that's that. Me. That's it. I, I sometimes oh, ask questions that I just run off and you're supposed to understand what I meant. Oh yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You're like all my friends. That's so awesome. I knew we were going to get along. I do that too. Um, the songs are actually custom written for each gift. So it's a package of the colors, the message and the song. So you're beautiful with a YOU comes on a poster or an art print that has a series of hearts and topography that says you're beautiful with a YOU. Okay. And, and, I, yeah. and I can't get that on another product. Like I can't say, Oh, can I have that song on a, you know, a t-shirt or something? Yeah. Though there are going to be t-shirts and there, there are stickers so yes, different products with the same design, but it wouldn't be like okay. the uh, Thanks Bunches print, which has a bunch of, um, has a bee actually dragging a, a banner like you see at the shore, you know, with a little Thanks yeah. Bunches message on it and a bunch of flowers saying things to you. Okay. Like, so hey, I, if yeah. I get it, then the design goes with the song and then that can go on any product, but it's not a product go like, this is like a t-shirt song or something. No, no, no. Okay. There's more... Um, Beautiful with the YOUT, beautiful with the YOU art print, beautiful with the YOU sticker. Although right now um, I'm doing a limited edition t-shirt, which I'm super excited about. I'm partnering with another local business here. And uh, it's our Introvert AF t-shirt, which is a, a fave. Very popular. Is that what the AF means? A fave? Uh, no, but I don't know how PG rated you. Yeah, you know what it means. I'm not yeah. going to say it on the air. Yeah. But what's great about that is um, wearing that tee in particular kind of solves a problem because for introverts, sometimes we go out in the world and we're like, oh, I'm going to be so exhausted. This is going to be a drag or stressful or I'm going to interact with people. And the t-shirt does all the work for you because people laugh. They're really nice to me when I wear mine around town. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't want to deal or if they're not going to get it, they don't think it's funny, they're going to stay away. So it kind of does a lot of leg work even though it's a t-shirt it's almost like excuse me but that's why you know <laughs> you get you get me now you're feeling me yeah. all right how about this uh kind of on the to to bring it bring it home here what advice would you give to people about pursuing their own dreams go for it number one i would say it's sort of getting back to that idea that we talked about about look down look up look in the mirror mm-hmm. look for your yeses it's always hard to do something from scratch. I mean, when I launched this company, it wasn't like I, I knew to say, hey, I'm going to be doing a, a bunch of gifts for introverts that actually sing with a cue. I mean, like, you know, but listening, right, to uh, the yeses that you're getting, people saying like, yes, I love this idea. Please don't make it a wooden box. Or yes, I love this, but you know, and, I, and this is how it could be helpful for me. Listening to those yeses helps to direct you. So go for the idea and then be open to the, the redirections that you hear. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all sounds great. Thanks very much for that. Um, before I, you know, um, before we go off, was there anything that I didn't ask you that you might've wanted me to ask or you want to tie something together, add something? 
Um, first of all, I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity. Okay. Well, um, it was so nice discovering you. It's, I think one of the great things about podcasting and the digital world mm -hmm. is that it lets us connect over such great distances and meet people who share so many of the ideas and uh, hopes and objectives that we have that we wouldn't have met otherwise. So this has been delightful. I, me too. It's very delightful. And I can tell you, that's just it. I started a podcast and people say, why? And I just wanted to have conversations with people. I want to, again, bolster my own concepts of how I think about things and, and you know, get ideas from many different people and enjoy the experiences, right? So, and, I, and I've been doing that uh, regularly and this has been uh, particularly delightful. So thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to ask ask you where people can, can get you in a sec. But before we do, I just want to yeah. uh, say to the listeners to please share uh, this interview. Obviously, you can see there's lots of value in it. It's just uh, set me off on a, have, enjoy, you know, having a good day so it can do the same for somebody else. Um, there's lots in here. You can see that she has to say about um, optimism and happiness and ways to think positively about your life. And of course, her products. Um, so, you know, you know somebody who's going to get value from this, so share it with them. Um, of course, please make comments or ask us questions. Uh, you can do it right on the YouTube comment section. Ask a question right there. Um, you can go to the Mr. Brightside Facebook page, of course, facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca, and you can leave comments or questions there. Anything directed at Sharon, I'll be sure uh, gets redirected to her. So thank you very much for that, guys. Um, Sharon, where should people go if they want to connect with you directly or learn about you and your work? Sure. Thank you, Matthew. Smilesongs.com is the great place to find me. And it sounds it's kind of spelled the way it sounds, smile, and then S-O-N-G-S.com. Mm -hmm. And um, if you'd like to join the VIP mailing list, can I say that? Yes, um, get on there. It, VIP, very introvert person, but really any kind-hearted person. Anyone who wants to join is heartily welcome. And it's smilesongs.com slash VIP. And I like to do Instagram and I'd love to um, connect with folks there because I feel like there's so much positivity and beauty on Instagram and that's um, smile underscore songs, a little different, but you can probably get there from my website. So those are the places to find me. Excellent. All right. Well, I mean, okay, I'm going to say once again, thank you, Sharon, for coming, coming on. I had a great time today talking to you. Matthew, thank you. And likewise, and Wow. I just love also that you've taken care of me knowing that tomorrow is going to be a great day because there you are in it. <laughs> I am. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. A, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, uh, you're on Tuesday night, are you? Yeah, Wednesday yes, morning yeah, here. Not even. Yeah, it's 6 o'clock. It's like Tuesday late afternoon-ish. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thanks for rocking uh, Wednesday for me. Well, you set me off on the right path for my day, as I said. And everybody else, you can do the same for yourselves. Um, check out uh, Sharon Glassman and Smile Songs, Art and Wearables. As some of my personal favorite smile songs advise us, love your beautiful brain, make your bold dreams bloom, and then I'll see you guys next time. May you find your calling in this pretty little world. Make your true colors bright in diamond dust and pearls. May your goodly graces light up every room. May your bold dreams bloom. May your bold dreams bloom. 
did it every minute of you're the only one who can do the wondrous things you really want to do to make your full dreams bloom for you. And you find a new dream at the end of every day. Look how the seasons come and in time pass away. You see the smile as you're looking at the moon. May your full dreams bloom. May your full dreams bloom. May your full dreams bloom. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel, and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side.